0: Hey, this is your host, Mel, and you are tuned in to Where You Listening: An Exploration of Blackness in the Songs We Love. Today, we are listening to El Negro Bembon performed by Ismael Rivera, a.k.a. Maelo, a.k.a. El Sonero Mayor, a beloved Afro-Puerto Rican singer, along with Cortijo y su Combo. Andres shared a little about Maelo back in track four, Mi Negrita Me Espera, my favorite episode so far, so make sure you go listen. Because of this episode, we know that Maelo is known for addressing issues of race and racism in everyday life of Black people in the songs he chose to perform. As such, César Miguel Rondón, writer of The Book of Salsa, describes the potential of Maelo's songs as music in which, quote, his listeners can hear stories that reflect their own everyday life experiences. With Maelo cited as one of the first singers to raise social and racial issues, El Negro Bembón is an example of how he delivers messages that resonate with people's experiences. El Negro Bembón was composed by Félix Manuel Rodríguez Capó, a.k.a. Bobby Capó. El Negro Bembón was a hit for Cortijo y su Combo, led by Rafael Cortijo in the mid-1950s, where Ismael Rivera, his long-term friend, was a member of. Rafael Cortijo is cited justifying including El Negro Bembón in his catalog of music. He is quoted saying, When we started with the Combo, it was evident that we were a very black group for the public. It was necessary to look for a number that would break the ice that we ourselves laugh at our blackness. Arguably a manifestation of internalized racism, this justification resonates with what historian Ibram Kendi discusses in his book, Stamped from the Beginning, by which blackface was used to portray blackness in a stereotypical, hyperbolic, and comedic way as a form of entertainment. As such, this song is described to relate in a, quote, humorous tone, the murder of a black been man. More on what that means later. I chose to translate El Negro Bembón for two reasons. The first reason, because I very much enjoyed dancing to this song. The second is because while dancing to the song, I've often haphazardly listened to parts of the story that I knew pointed to the violent discrimination and prejudice of a black man simply because he is black. How odd it is, I've thought to myself, to dance to a song ridden with sadness and injustice. With that, I've invited myself to learn more about this with you. Let's listen. The song begins in a typical guaguanco fashion. Milo, Begins the song with his target, Bemberem Bembeye. Targets are made by the singer to establish the melodic line of the song. Milo then sings Pobre Negrito Bembon, Poor Little Black Bembon Man. Bembon is used as a descriptive word that comes from the root word Bemba, to which we know from our Bemba Colora episode means big or full lips, a feature that has been most identified with blackness. By adding the suffix on, there is an emphasis on the size of the black man's lips as a notable phenotype. The listeners here are primed that the singer has pity for this man because something has happened to him. chorus sings, Mataron al negro bembón. Mataron al negro bembón. Hoy se llora noche y día porque al negrito bembón todo el mundo lo quería. Porque al negrito bembón todo el mundo lo quería. The black bembón man was killed. The black bembón man was killed. People are crying day and night because everyone loved the black bembón man. Because everyone loved the black bembón man. Let's talk more about the descriptive word, "bembon." Barbara Adadia, in her 2009 article, Rethinking Blackness, Racialization in Popular Music, explains that "bembon" is, quote, apart from its pejorative and degrading charge, is seen as a misfortune or a sign of bad luck. We hear in the song that people are mourning because everyone loved this man. However, Adadia argues that, quote, Greater compassion and consideration for someone who everyone loved would have prevented death. Even in his death, his name gets turned into the pejorative El Negro Bembón. The chorus sings, Y llegó la policía y arrestaron al matón. Y uno de los policías, que también era Bembón, le tocó la mala suerte de hacer la investigación. The police arrived and arrested the killer. One of the police officers, who was also a Bembón, a black man with large lips, got unlucky to do the investigation. We see the Bembón descriptor is not just used for the individual who was murdered at the beginning of the song. Rather, Bembon is used to describe black men generally, including the black police officer. But why is he so unlucky to do the investigation? Because despite his social status as a police officer, he is still a black man facing a world of anti blackness.
1: La bemba y le dijo.
0: The chorus continues to sing. Le tocó la mala suerte de hacer la investigación. ¿Y saben la pregunta que le hizo al matón? ¿Por qué lo mató? Y diga usted la razón. Y saben la respuesta que le dio el matón. Yo lo maté por ser tan el guardia escondió la y le dijo, And you know the question he, the black police officer, asked the killer, Why did you kill him? State your motive. And you know the answer the killer gave him? I killed him for being so bambón. The officer hit his big lips and said, now here, the killer blatantly says he killed the black bembom man for being so bembom. In a New York Times opinion piece, Dr. Kiana Ross, a professor of African-American studies at Northwestern University, wrote, What black people face cannot just be described as racism, but also as anti-blackness. Dr. Ross writes, quote, Anti-blackness describes the inability to recognize black humanity. It captures the reality that the kind of violence that saturates black life is not based on any specific thing a black person did. The violence we experience isn't tied to any particular transgression. It's gratuitous and unrelenting. Here, the police officer recognizes that he is at risk of experiencing this hate crime and hides his big lips so they wouldn't kill him too. He is vulnerable, even though he's in the assumed position of power, a huge dynamic of white supremacy. Eso no es razón. Adiós, para matar al benbon. That's not a reason, oh God, to kill the bembón. The chorus, again, as the structure of Guaguanco goes, has provided the theme of the song, allowing Maelo the inspiration to do what he's known for, soneo. In other words, improvisation. Para matar al no es razón. Huye, huye que huye Juanton. Mira que por allá viene Pachón. Yo te juro por Dios que viene tumbando Bemba. Ya sé, la tumbo al negrito Bembón. Bembón para matar al Bembón. Huye que huye Juanton. Eso no es razón. Sacude. Run away, run away Juanton, because look over there, Pachón is coming. I swear to God, he comes knocking down big lips. The intended figurative translation, I swear to God, he comes violently killing black people. He already knocked down the Bemba of the black Bembon man. He already killed the black Bembon man. Milo is strongly advising Juan Tong to run away. We can assume Juan Tong is also black. Potentially, he's the officer. And because of what we saw happen to El Negro Bembon earlier in the story, we know that Juan Tong is also at risk. Milo sings, Pachon, the assumed name of the killer, is coming to kill the black man. It's extremely unsettling, especially as Milo sings, Sacude, Shake, a pretty odd invitation to dance as the content of the song is extremely heavy. At this point, we have a trumpet and a trombone solo. chorus sings, esconde la bemba que ahí viene el matón. Hide the big lips, the killer is coming. They sing this alongside Milo's improvisation lines, a staple of Milo's Soneo. As the chorus sings that, Milo repeats, huye que huye juantón, huye que huye juantón. Mira que por allá viene pachón. Yo te juro por Dios que ahí viene tumbando bemba. Esconde la bemba, esconde que esconde la bemba. Mira, mira, que ahí viene el matón. Ay Dios, pero que huye Juantón. Run away, run away Juantón. Because look, over there Pachón is coming. I swear to God, he comes violently killing black people. Hide the big lips, hide them, hide the big lips. Because look, look, the killer is coming. This message to Juantón Tong is simply a message that resonates with black people living in the United States, including those with an elevated social status, like the police officer, at risk of hate crimes associated with anti-blackness. Tanahisi Coates writes in his book, Between the World and Me, that quote, his body is in constant jeopardy. He is in a war for the possession of his body, and that would be the war of his whole life. Marked by hypervigilance, and an awareness of the risk associated with being black.
1: <smart music> <laughs>
0: Milo ends the song singing once more, Mbembere Bembeye. pobre negrito bembon. With pity, poor little black man." In a 2017 blog post by Leticia Peguero, sociologist and vice president of programs at the Nathan Cummings Foundation, she says, quote, "'These days, when I listen to El Negro Bambón, it feels as if the song was written for this very moment. It is the story of targeting and hypervisibility when a certain narrative is at play.'" She writes, we are completely visible and therefore vulnerable in ways that do not reflect our humanity. This vulnerability she speaks of has elevated the risk of hate crimes like the one we hear about in this song. Though this song was composed in the 1950s, the Associated Press has reported this past November that hate crimes in the United States has risen to the highest level in more than a decade. Regrettably, this song reminds us that there has never been a moment in this country's history where this kind of treatment has not been the reality for black people.
1: So I asked Mel to let me jump in at the end of this episode to use this song as a reflecting device. Last June, a mestizo, clearly not black, Latino singer from North Carolina asked the following question. I wonder if I can keep singing El Negro Ben bon without people getting offended. Mind you, he posted this question in the context of the social upheaval generated after the killing of George Floyd by a police officer, coupled with a video of a performance to what seemed to be an entirely white audience. The only black person in the comments of the post asked him to sing a different song. The white latinos were like, oh yeah, keep singing it, that's totally cool. Since I tend to prefer things straight, I'm going to try to follow the style of Rachel Elizabeth Cargill dissecting the singer's question. First. From the get-go, its condescending tone reveals a complete disdain for the gravity of the moment. Second, the fact that he asks the question, even if suggesting vain artistic prosecution, reveals that he recognizes a conflict. What conflict, you may ask? The conflict of a whitish mestizo singing about the killing of a black man, presumably by a whitish mestizo, because of his physical appearance. Finally, the without people getting offended comment is a lighter way of saying without black people and anti-racists getting offended. I don't know about you, but I tend to like things clear, or as we say in Colombia, las cosas claras y el chocolate espeso. The issue is clear and the chocolate thick. I cannot tell my guy here what to do, but I can say what I would do if I was a whitish mestizo singer. I would not sing this song unless I'm willing to provide context every single time I sing it. Thank you for being here with us today. If you weren't listening, now you are.